Hey strangers, on today's episode, I speak with Jacob Bertrand, who plays Hawk on Netflix's Cobra Kai. This is a special interview outside of the Stranger Things universe because who doesn't love a badass 1980s comeback show? I spoke with Jake via Skype, so just keep that in mind while you listen. We had a lot of fun talking, so I hope you enjoy this chat. Thanks everybody, stay strange. Hey, what's up? I'm Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk on Cobra Kai, and you're listening to the Upside Down Podcast. What's up, dude? How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. It's good to meet you in person. <laughs> Usually, <look> like. <laughs> Real quick, thank you for sharing our thing yesterday or whenever you shared it because we oh, got yeah. like 900 followers in one day. Oh, no way. And I was like, you people are going to be disappointed because we post about Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate it. I want to start this interview by just letting you know that like our family is a big Cobra Kai, like Karate Kid family. My mom used to show us all these 80s movies like growing up and so like Karate Kid was like it. We watched it all the time. When we heard the rumors that there was going to be a Cobra Kai show coming out like in 2017 we were like following the news and we bought YouTube Red and it came out and we watched it and we were like this show is so dope. Like it's the perfect thing for fans. It's so funny. What was it like for you when when it first came out on YouTube Red only? Not Netflix because I know what that's like. Yes So when it first came out on YouTube, it did a lot better than I think a lot of people thought it would. I remember the first time I got stopped, I was walking through uh, the halls of my high school and my senior government teacher stopped me in the hall and he did not like me very much. He was like, hey, I was like, oh, hi. He's like, you did good on that show. I like Cobra Kai. Like, good job. I like your character. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was like the first time that anyone had ever stopped me. (laughs) But, and and, you know, I, I would seldom get stopped on the street. I'm like, oh, hey, like, are you in Cobra? kind you know it was a smaller show but but it but it did really well on youtube and then yeah when it went on netflix it was i mean the power of netflix you know it was it was night and day well it's funny because like when it went on netflix i remember when we were watching it on youtube red one of the big things was that when like john crease came on you were like holy shit like you couldn't yeah. believe that he was there and we were just like screaming like crazy people we're like big fans of stuff and so like <laughs> when it was came on netflix it kind of showed him in the preview and we're like you people sleeping on it like that could have been, <laughs> been a big surprise for you but like now you know but it's so good like I want to go back a little bit because I know that you've been acting a long time I think since you were like six or seven yeah yeah what made you get into acting uh so my sister I have an older sister and a younger brother McKenna and Blake and my sister really wanted to get into it but you know my family didn't know anyone in the industry at all and so my mom and dad were always like no like we don't we don't know how to do this like this is (laughs) no and she kept bugging them kept bugging them and Finally, they were like, all right, fine, whatever. So my mom found a list of agents and sent our Christmas card of, you know, me, McKenna, and Blake to all these agents, and, like, one or two got back. And uh, one of them ended up being Osbrink, who um, I'm currently still with. And uh, they picked up all three of us. And they sent me out on an Oscar Mayer commercial, and I ended up booking it. And just from there, I did a bunch of commercials and some guest star roles on TV shows and then started auditioning for series regular roles. And now, here I am. <laughs> now I'm hot, guys. Congratulations yeah, now- on a million followers. You're so fancy. Oh, yeah, I know. It's so <laughs> crazy. I, I, I never thought I'd get to a million followers. Once it went on Netflix, everyone's numbers started jumping up like crazy. It's pretty insane. Uh, I never thought I would get to 15K, okay? So... <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
Oh, I know, geez. When we hit it, we were like, we're champions. We did it. <laughs> One of the things I think is cool is that, you know, you're an actor, and so you've been around a lot of different people. I come from a film family. My husband works in films. He does lighting. Um, oh. And so he actually walked around the Cobra Kai set, and I was like, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so mad. That's um, funny. But, like, one of the things that's really funny is that, you know, your IMBD page is sprinkled with, like, your career. It's pictures of you now, yeah. but it's also pictures of you when you were a kid. And yeah. you have, like, pictures of yourself with, like, Ariana Grande, and you're just, like, <laughs> cheesing, and you're smiling so hard. And it's so cool because it's like, look at little Jake. He's, like, a fan, too. <laughs> what is it like for you now? Because, like, now you're that dude. You're that dude that people want to meet and they want to take pictures of. Yeah. It's got to be surreal. Oh, uh, it, it totally is. That's the perfect word for it. I don't know. I actually, I like. Or I should say, like, I, I don't really mind when people come up just because if I was to go up to someone, like, I remember when I guest starred on iCarly. I loved that show so much. I was so excited to be on that show. And I remember meeting the cast, and they were so awesome. And I, from that day forward, I was like, if anyone ever wants to take a picture of me, I want to be as cool as they are so that they leave like loving the show even more yeah. you know so that's kind of how I feel about it it is weird to be like I've had the same friend group since you know kindergarten and you know we'll be out eating yogurt or something and I'll get asked like oh hey can you take a picture and they're always like this guy like this goober you want a picture this weirdo like so there is a, there's a little bit of that where I'm like oh yeah sure like uh, that's alright cool we recently met William Zabka we've seen him like at a lot of cons and okay. we but we never got to meet him like I remember we went to a con con like three years ago and he was like never at his booth and we were like where you at bro <laughs> but like and this is before Cobra Kai was really big yeah. but then he came to Dragon Con I think maybe like two years ago like right as Cobra Kai was getting ready to premiere on Netflix so we'd already seen it for like you know forever but he was standing there and we walked up and we were like well we gotta meet William Zabka like we just we love him so much and we went to the line and there was like four people in the line and it was like <laughs> us and then it was like two Cobra Kai guys dressed up like yeah. Cobra Kai and then to the right was Ralph Macchio line and there was like a hundred people and my sister was so mad she started screaming at them she was like daniel is the real villain and we got booed they booed us the crowd was like boo like in a fun way but they were booing us and william zalco walked around the corner as it was happening and he was just like yeah, and he, and he was just, like, <laughs> cheering. And he was so rad. He, like, he talked to us forever. But I'm curious, like, is there a fan interaction that really stands out to you? Or is it just usually like, hey, I love you so much. Would you take a picture with me? I was so impressed by this. Someone came up to me, and they were like, I had regular hair, and they showed me a picture of them with, like, you know, a haircut like mine, you know, just, like, a regular parted haircut, I guess. And he's like, <laughs> I work in an office but I watched Cobra Kai and I gave myself a mohawk and he like he had a full on red mohawk with the Liberty Spikes and everything yeah. he's like my boss hates it he's like super <laughs> professional but I love it thanks man I'm flipping the script I'm like dang dude that's guts that's freaking crazy and it looked good though his mohawk looked really freaking good that, that stands out I hope he listens to this podcast and he's like he does remember me yeah no and there, there was this one guy that casted this series of entertainment weekly interviews on Instagram and uh, Sholo went before me. He plays Miguel. And uh, I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if other people listening don't know, but they say 
oh, Shola, like, what's a question we should ask Jacob? And so he says, oh, you just ask him about the rice cooker. He'll know what it means. And so I go on my interview, and they're like, so Shola says, tell us about the rice cooker. And so long story short, I bought a rice cooker, a super nice rice cooker at this store, and I forgot it in the little under part of the shopping cart and put the shopping cart away packed everything up and left my rice cooker, my super nice rice cooker that I spent an hour in the store looking for. I left it in the cart and so he makes fun of me all the time for it and I was at the airport recently and this guy came up to me and was like, Jacob, I love the show. I'm a huge fan. I was so saddened by your rice cooker story. (laughs) Had a rice cooker for me. He got me a rice cooker. Yeah, nicest man alive. I was so grateful. I, I have it and I've been using it and it's Absolutely salubrious. That's rad. Wait, is absolutely what? Salub. Oh, salubrious. That's my favorite word in the entire world. I worked with this director. His name's Al Gordon. He's from Israel, and he would just use really weird words. And this was his definition of salubrious was spectacularly average. And so I would say, like, you know, how was that take? He'd be like, oh, salubrious. It was spectacularly average. We were going again. <laughs> so you, like we were talking about, have worked on a lot of shows, and a lot of them are iconic, like iCarly. Like if you were a kid, like that's that was the show. What was it like to get the opportunity to be on Cobra Kai? Or I guess I should say, how did that opportunity come along to you? Like how did you hear about it? Yeah, so my agent sent me an email of, hey, you know, um, there's a new – TV show that's coming out, uh, it's called Cobra Kai, and they want you to read for the role of Dimitri. And I was like, oh, sweet. That sounds awesome. You know, I was super stoked. Filmed in Atlanta. I was like, oh, cool. I've never been there before. You know, so I went in and read and felt like I did good. And then I think like a week later, my I got another email from my agent. They're like, they love to read, but they want you to read for Eli, which in that scene had like one line and <laughs> had like 12. And I was like, oh, man. So they were like, you were good, but not good enough. Here's like the, the other role, you know. Um, you know, I was still stoked just to be a part of Cobra Kai. So I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll do it, you know. And so uh, I get into the audition room and I start reading, you know, my little Eli sides with my one line. And uh, John Hurwitz is in the audition room and he's like, oh, you have you have the wrong script. Like, here's the other script. And he hands me some uh, Hawk sides. So I go out for like five, ten minutes, come back in, and it's a completely different character. I have no idea what's going on. They explain to me that this kid has this arc where he, you know, is shy and bullied and then he has a mohawk and now he's super badass. And so I did that audition and then, you know, about three, four hours later, I got a call that I had booked the role. And then that next day, I think, or that next week, I was on a plane to Atlanta. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's kind of like you didn't really, I know with a lot of actor friends, they audition, but then it's like sit and wait. You just got to see if you hear something. But you heard that day? Yeah, that's usually how it is. Usually you wait a super long time, but they, they were already filming when I was auditioning and they were really trying to find um, I, yeah I don't know I must have been like in the last wave of, of kids at the audition I don't even know who else auditioned for it I didn't see anyone else there so we were talking about earlier that we have a mutual friend Hito listeners know that he does the sun coordination for Stranger Things but he also worked on Cobra Kai which is kind of why we thought you'd be the perfect guest because we love that show but we were like we can sneak it in as a tie it's a crossover <laughs> it's a crossover episode but your scenes of talk are pretty hardcore you look like you do the stunts I mean I don't know if you have a stunt double but you look it looks like 
you. How far in advance do you guys have to train for that or plan how you're going to work those scenes out? Uh, it varies. It really depends on the schedule because sometimes um, I haven't had this happen to me, but I know other cast members have where they have to learn a fight two days before or the day before. And that's always super hard just because our schedule is super fast, you know, like a show like Stranger Things has, I don't know, like eight months to shoot their however many episodes, ten episodes or whatever. And the Cobra Kai, I mean, we don't have as many special effects and all that stuff, but Cobra Kai, we have three months. We usually do it in three and a half, which is oh, really, yeah, really? Yeah, which is way more condensed. So everything is moving super, super fast. We, we film a lot of pages a day. But, you know, whenever we're not filming, they ask us to be training. So we'll be, you know, in our little dojo Training, working out, doing hit workouts or lots of boxing. And honestly, most of it is a lot of stretching. But in terms of the stunt double stuff, I legally I have to have a stunt double. So that, you know, if anything goes wrong, they're like, well, what the heck? Why didn't he have a stunt double, you know? Um, but Hito, Hito and Janelle, who are our stunt coordinators, they really make everything safe and they're freaking awesome. I can't stress enough how important they are to the show, you know? And I love doing my own stunts. It's so much fun. It's it's a total blast. Yeah, one of my, uh, well, okay, spoiler if you haven't seen Cobra Kai season three yet, don't listen to this part. <laughs> Skip like five minutes or something. But like one of my one of my favorite parts was, and everybody talks about this, so I'm sure you've been asked about it like a jillion times in your interview. So here's a jillion and one. But <laughs> one of the best scenes is obviously when Hawk realizes like I'm an asshole and Dimitri is my friend and I need to help him. Yeah. And I love the scene where like you run and you turn and you slide over the table. And I was like, is that Jacob? Did he do? that like it looks like a lot of those shots were filmed in like one continuous camera angle or like very little cut how was the preparation for that scene was that you can you tell yeah, yeah, yeah. Top secret? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a uh, that, that was all me that whole uh episode 10 one was was all me yeah that actually took a really long time same with the season two one at the end of the season those take a really long time <laughs> to, to choreograph i don't know how Hito and janelle's brain works like that but yeah there there was a good I think like full day where the entire day it was just the cast and the stunt guys and we were just in LaRusso's house just working that fight and getting all the beach working and Hito has you know his little camera on a Ronin stabilizer and he goes through like he's the camera guy and he's calling out cues for everyone and and even before that like we are in the dojo learning our own little parts of the fight you know, because we need to have our parts of the fight drilled down perfectly and have the timing correct with the camera so that Hito can go through and do, okay, John and Khalil are fighting, and now Aiden and Chris are fighting, and Nate and Owen's bit with Gianni, and then me and Tony, and so everything is so fluid and it's all one motion, and then if one person is kind of lagging, it kind of changes the entire it's like a domino, you know, so yeah, that stuff that stuff takes a really long time, but when we're on set filming it, when they call rolling or whatever, everyone just starts screaming, hooting and hollering, we're all getting super amped, and uh, th- those are my favorite scenes of film, just because everyone is has so much invested in it, and it, it feels like we're a football team, we're at the Super Bowl or something, I don't know, it's probably a lame comparison, we're definitely not at the Super Bowl, you know, by any stretch, but it kind of feels like it, you know? Yeah, I think one of the cool things, too, is, you know, we've talked to a lot of the Stranger Things uh, cast and crew, and one of the things that we always get is some, everyone is so nice, like, craft services is great, just like, everybody is just, like, the nicest person, and it's just a great atmosphere to work on, because not all shows are like that, you know, sometimes they're just jobs, but these actually seem like families, and when you're watching an episode like 
like that where, like, the kids are storming LaRusso's house. You're like, these guys are friends. Like, this seems like a fun day. It seems like the cast really, like, gels with each other. I'm, is that the case? It looks like it. Oh, yeah. Me and Sholo are brothers now. I mean, he lives really close to me back in L.A., so we hang out all the time. And same with Gianni and... You know, Tanner, Mary, Peyton, we're all, like, whenever we're, I mean, it's COVID right now, so we're not really hanging out <laughs> too much, but, unfortunately. But, uh, no, yeah, Offset, we, in past seasons, we would always get together and hang out. Um, Ralph and Billy, I was so nervous to meet them. I was like, oh, no, like, they could be mean, you know, because, I mean, they're big enough to warrant being mean, I guess, and they were, they're so freaking cool. I don't get to film a lot with Ralph, but I've had a lot of interactions with him, and he's just so freaking cool. I film all the time with Billy, and he's the man like Billy if you could just sum up like a really cool but down-to-earth person like that's Billy he is so awesome and then Marty's dope Marty's hilarious <laughs> I freaking love Marty oh yeah I met Ralph and meeting him was just like so surreal because like our family grew up watching those movies like over and yeah. over again and he was just like hey guys and I was like first of all you look 30 like amazing <laughs> I know it's ridiculous <laughs> I have no idea what he does what is your face cream routine um I- but he, I was like, meeting you is so surreal. And he was like, let me tell you something. It's surreal for me. <laughs> he was really, yeah. he just said he couldn't believe, like, what was happening with his career. He was so cool. I feel like you get asked the same questions over and over again. So I don't know how to shake them up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's not that bad. It's not that but bad. But people want to know, so whatever. So your character goes through a huge transformation, right? And a lot of people wanted to know, how long does it take to get that mohawk like, is it real? Is that your real hair you grow it out for the show, or is it, like, a piece or a prop? And then I actually had some people ask me if you really have that eagle back tattoo, which I know that you don't. Yeah. <laughs> we'll clarify. But, like, I'm yeah. curious, what's the process? So the, what's your beauty process when you're getting ready for the show? Yeah, so when, you know, before the transition, I was Eli. I just had regular hair. I would take, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes in hair and makeup. You know, hair would walk in and just run their hands through my hair. Makeup would put on a little lip prosthetic and some makeup, and I'd be done. And then, once I got the mohawk, which is all of my real hair, don't believe the evil comments online. It is all my real hair. Uh, (laughs) What are the evil comments online? The naysayers say it's a wig, but they could not be more wrong. It's all my real hair, okay? I eat lots of strawberries and blueberries to change my hair's color. Anyway, uh, I... Uh, I get it dyed, I get it shaved and cut and everything, and it takes about an hour to get the mohawk up, and it's an absolute buttload of hairspray. And then the back tattoo is actually a three-piece temporary tattoo, and I have some moles and scars on my back that they use as, like, a template to keep it there in the exact same spot every time. Uh, so the one piece is a wing in the body, and then there's an, another piece is the last wing, and then the last piece is the little feet and little bottom feathers. And same with the, I guess, spoiler for season three, watch out, the little chest tattoo I have of Moon that gets turned into a uh, Grim Reaper. That is also a temporary tattoo. So all in all, I'd say it takes about an hour and a half to two hours uh, in hair and makeup. So I get there bright and early with all the girls. Is it heavy? Like, that hair seems like it'd be really heavy. You know what? It it kind of is. There's definitely been some fights where I've had to dip a little bit more than I normally would. 
because <laughs> you would catch my mohawk. But there are weird angles, like, if I dip to the side, I'm like, oh, I could just go right now. Like, I could, this is just me falling at this point. But it is not too bad. It's very aerodynamic. I've never been faster before in my life. So you and I were talking about how William is just, like, he's hysterical. Like, I think, I mean, everybody brings it to Cobra Kai, and everybody has their own little thing that they do. But he's, like, fucking hilarious. Like, when you see him, you're just like, what is happening? Like, why? Like, in the 80s, he was so serious. But on this show, he's just, like, he's snapping them. Have yeah. you guys ever ruined a scene, or has anybody ever ruined a scene just, like, because he's so funny? Oh, yeah. That happens. That happens all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we try to keep it as uh, serious as possible, but every once in a while, you know, we'll, everybody breaks at some point. I mean, yeah. especially when Paul was there, he played Stingray. That guy is just a freaking machine. You Richard know, Jewell? Oh, yeah. He's just Paul Walter Hauser, man. We miss you, dog. Uh, he is awesome. I love working with that guy. He's hilarious. Billy's hilarious. <laughs> there's there's a lot of scenes where, you know, Billy will be doing his little... Oh, you know what scene actually got us to crack a lot that was kind of hard was uh, the scene where Billy is making the Cobra Kai video and he's like, put one of those hash browns on it and shut <laughs> the internet. You know, that was, man, that was a really, really funny day. Um, we definitely had to do that a couple times. We were just dying laughing. You said earlier that you guys shoot about three months. What is your shooting schedule like, like you in particular? Like, how long are you on set? Because you're a pretty important character, so I imagine you're there a lot. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I mean, the show's kind of split up in, in two factions, really. So if, you know... Ralph is shooting and Miyagi-Do shooting. Pretty much all those kids are shooting, and then we'll have the day off, basically. So I, it's pretty much like half of the week, you know. But, I mean, sometimes there'll be where I'm shooting every single day for the next two weeks, and then there'll be some days where I don't shoot for, you know, four days in a row, you know, and I'll just kind of, I mean, in past seasons, I'll go out and, I don't know, go climbing in North Carolina or something or, you know, hang out. Jill and I would go somewhere and stay overnight somewhere, but uh, now we're kind of quarantined, so I kind of just play video games. The days on set, they, they really vary. Cobra Kai was the first job I did once I turned 18 and I was legally an adult. So when you're a kid, you the maximum amount of hours you can work is 10 and a half hours, you know, so you work 10 and a half hour days, you know, you work 7.30 to, to 5, you know, and, you call it a day, right? And now that I was an adult, it was such a change because you are there over 12 hours almost every single time. You know, it'd be sometimes it's, you know, a 10-hour shoot, but most of the time it's 12 to 14, I would say. And then every once in a while you get like a 16-hour day or something, 18-hour day. I'd say Ralph and Billy, they get that all the time. They are working 14, 16-hour days all the time. I mean, they're the leads of the show. They carry the show. They're on screen like 90% of the time. But, yeah, the, the days are long, but it honestly doesn't feel – I mean, the whole crew is awesome. You know, like I love – like I'm me and Sholo and everyone are really tight with all the camera guys. Like we all hang out and talk. The writers are there hanging out. And, you know, it's it really is like a family. Everyone's super close and tight-knit, so it's it's really fun filming. It doesn't, it doesn't really feel like a job, you know. Yeah. What do you guys do on your downtime? So, like, if you're supposed to be on set for 12 hours, but, like, maybe the gaffers are, like, doing some stuff or the grips are moving some stuff, what what do you and the cast do? You guys just sit around and talk, or do you have any fun games you play? Uh, we fight each other. <laughs> That's what we do. We're just constantly fighting for who is the best. Uh, no, honestly, yeah, we kind of just sit around and hang out. Uh, me and Sholo will, like, do push-ups or something. And we have, Whenever we're in those sleeveless geese, he's like, let's go, let's do push-ups, let's do it, let's do it. And we, like, get, like, a little arm pump, you know, which is stupid because it's still, you know, skinny arms anyway. But, uh, yeah, we'll hang out. We play a lot of uh, sticks, you know, like, Top six games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we play that game a lot. Sometimes we'll actually go into the dojo and 
kind of like stretch or mess around and like work on, you know, our form or whatever, mainly stretching. Uh, but yeah, I'd say most of it is we just kind of sit around and talk, just kind of hang out. It sounds like you're kind of bi-coastal, that you live in LA, but you're working in Atlanta. Yeah. What is it like because COVID is happening right now? Yeah, right now I'm just living in Atlanta, you know, just kind of, <laughs> just kind of hanging out. Yeah, me and Sholo live together in Atlanta right now, and you know, we just hang out, we, we play a lot of magic, and uh, I just got a new Lego. <laughs> I impulsively bought a Lego off of Amazon and it shipped the other day and I it was really intense and I built it in one day. I was very proud of myself, you know. You should post those uh, online. There should just be like videos of you. People will be like, "Is this Hawk building Legos?" <laughs> it was nice. I haven't built a Lego since I was like 12 years old. You know, it was nice to be like, you know what? I'm treating myself to a fucking Lego, okay? Well, it's a Lego. Now I gotta know. Oh, I'll show it to you right now. Here. It's, it's right here. I'll show you. I'll show you. Alright. So, so I drive a Jeep. My, my car's a Jeep. And I, I was scrolling, you know, Amazon as, as one does. So I bought the Jeep Lego and the wheels turned. It there's was a very little, 80s. There's a wench at the front of it, you know? The, the doors open. The hood opens, you know, it's it's legit. Our mascot of our show is eight, and we've been doing this podcast for five years, and she is a huge fan of Legends of Korra. And so oh, I, hey. how did you get that gig? Like, do you do a lot of voiceover work? Yeah, that's actually, that's actually uh, crazy you bring that up. I haven't, uh, I haven't heard that. Of, no one's brought that up to me in a really long time. Uh, oh, yeah, I, new questions. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't think I don't think I've ever told this story before on a on an interview, so this is kind of fun. Yeah, I did a lot of voiceovers when, voiceover stuff when I was younger, and I kind of just started getting back into it. I'm actually, I'm allowed to say this now, they were coming out with a new Batwheels uh, Warner Brothers show. It's like a Batman TV show. Yeah. Um, and I play the Batmobile, so <laughs> look out for that. But, uh, hey, yeah, yeah, so that, that'll be fun. But, um, yeah, so I was on a show called Bubble Guppies uh, for a couple years. That was a Nick Jr. show. And we were in, I think it was Studio B, and there was A and C right next to us, and SpongeBob was in A, and then Cora was in C. And I would finish early all the time, my like my uh, my two scripts that I would, my two episodes I would do. So I would go and I would sit and watch the guys from SpongeBob uh, record, or I'd go into the Cora place and record. And I remember I was just kind of hanging out, and I finished early, and the guys at Cora were like, "Oh hey, like." We have this role that we would want you to do. Like, can you just hop in the booth and do it? Like, we'll bring your mom in and you can, like, sign these papers and, like, just do this role. And I was like, okay. I had no idea what it was. So I do the role. I, you know, hop in the booth, like, do it really quick. It was, like, 15, 20 minutes, you know. And then the show started coming out, and I was like, oh, Blake. That's my little brother. I was like, I think this is the show that I did an episode for. So we started watching it, and it was so good, and we really, really liked it. And I had no idea that my character was like the younger version of like the evil guy of of, of the whole of the whole show. And I was like, what? That's so cool. Um, yeah. So it was, it was a total fluke. They're just like, hey man, like, do you want to hop in the booth and do this role real quick for us? I was like, yeah, sure, totally. It's funny because we—that's kind of like the, the power of Netflix. I never watched any of the Avatar cartoons either, uh, and they came on, and I started watching them because I was just like, whatever. Like, you just put it on, and it was yeah. so good. And I was like, Appa, like so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Appa's lost days. Yeah, the episode gets me every time. I actually remember—I don't think I wrote this fan question down, but um, so I'm sorry that I'm not saying your name, fan. But somebody wanted to know, like, could you recommend any anime for them to watch? Oh yeah. Um. I'm watching. I'm watching one right now. Oh shoot! What's it called? I think it's called um, a place across the universe or a place farther than the universe. 
that's a it's a really good. Have you seen it's it? A great sales pitch. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, that one's really good. Uh, Keep your hands off Izuken is really good. Uh, I'm watching Jujutsu Kaisen right now, which yeah. I think a lot of people are. It's kind of like a new, really big shonen anime that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I would say those three are, are really good. For some reason, like, we're just binging stuff on Netflix, and I've gotten really into, like, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. That's a really easy show to binge. That show is so easy to binge. And I'm like, why am I watching this? <laughs> You're like, I don't even know how the game works, but I'm still entertained. You know what's coming to Netflix in, I think, a week or so is a show called Demon Slayer. Okay. If, you oh, have, yeah. if you have time to watch, that show is awesome. You should definitely watch it. Let's get into some fan questions. Mills Hansen says, our whole family loves the show Cobra Kai, and as an 80s kid, it's been really nostalgic for me. In an ideal world, would your next role be similar or very different to your role as Hawk? Well, Miss Mills Hansen. He said your name. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't mind, you know, doing a role that is somewhat similar to Hawk, but I've had a lot of fun because a lot of the roles I've done in the past have been pretty comedic and more lighthearted and from Disney or Nickelodeon. So it was really fun getting to do a kind of more dramatic role that still had a lot of comedy in it. I think I would prefer to do a role that was nothing like Hawk. You know, I I like to do a lot of different things and, and kind of branch out and kind of show that I have some range. And I think that's really, really fun. But I have a blast, you know, playing this type of character. I would love to play another villain. That'd be really fun. Well, I think Hawk is really cool because he does kind of show that you have, like, a range because he starts off as Eli and then he transforms into Hawk, which, guys, leads me into my next question. (laughs) Alyssa Delk says, how did you feel about Hawk slash Eli's change in season one? Was it easy to flip the switch? You know what, Alyssa? I had a blast doing the switch. It, it, it was really fun. I think because of the way I found out about the role was I first found out about Eli, so I really did work trying to create that character. And then I found out about Hawk. I was like, oh, well, there's another character. And uh, I think a lot of people look at it as, like, two different people, but it's really just the same person. It's just one just buries his insecurities and puffs his chest out a little more. Yeah. So I, I had a blast. I, it was it was a type of role that I'd never done before. So it was difficult in that aspect of, you know, it was very new grounds. But the writers, I mean, they, they give me the best stuff. I, I absolutely love everything they throw at me. And it, it, it was really fun. I had a total blast. And I have a total blast playing this role. That's interesting because it's, like, so organic. When you see you as Hawk, you're like, that kid's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially season three. I had a lot of my friends be like, dude, you're a dick. Oh, my God. But it's funny because you're so nice, but, like, you really just bring that kind of, like, energy. So it's interesting that you're like, yeah, just kind of shaking it up. Yeah, I'd like to say I'm a happy medium in between uh, Hawk and Eli. I think I definitely lean more on the Hawk side. I think Hawk is just if I was able to be – if there was no societal standards or laws, I think I would probably be like Hawk and just – you try to obliterate everyone. Beating up kids, breaking arms, and laser yes, tag Beating up people, <laughs> tattoos, you know, living the high life. Lakshmi G, what is your favorite part about the dynamic between Hawk and Dimitri? Honestly, I love how Dimitri handles their relationship because even throughout all of the things that Hawk does wrong, he still sees Hawk as Eli and still knows that his friend is there deep down and he's always there for him, even though he kind of goes astray. 
And I think that's something that not a lot of people, you know, give Gianni's character, uh, character credit for is he is like a, an emotional rock for this kid. And I'm really excited to explore their relationship more and, you know, see where that kind of goes. But yeah, I just say that their friendship is, is, is it's stronger than, you know, Hawk being a dipshit for a little bit. Vinny Morris says, is it hard to fight in the Mohawk? You kind of said it, but. It's not hard. You just have to alter some things, you know. Duck a little more. Uh, you you got to be wary of you know overhead low hanging ceilings. You know that's that's it's it's not hard I would say, but it it is weird, especially when I'm if I'm like falling or laying down on my back. Yeah, uh, that's always kind of weird because then my hair like splits <laughs> like a weird path. <laughs> Uh, but I'm, I really want them to do a scene where it's like Hawk's morning routine. Like, I really want them to do, like, Hawk going to bed or, like, at night. Or, like, a joke of him, like, he lays sideways. Or, like, when he goes, or he has, like, a little uh, little mold that he puts on his head that he falls asleep in. I don't know. I, I think it would be really funny to see that. You were saying that it takes, like, hours to get that, well, not hours, but it takes a while to get that mohawk going with a ton of hairspray. How do they get it out? Like, does it take a long time to wash it out? Do they use a special shampoo? These are the things people want to (laughs) know. It's all me. I I go home, and I spend, I have, like, a 30-minute shower, and I'm just, like, massaging all the product out of my hair. Because it's a brick. Like, when that thing is up, it is a, it, it does not move. That thing could impale your eye. Like, if I wanted to, I could mess some people up just with that. <laughs> There's some pointy freaking little dead hairs on top of my head at that point. Uh, no, yeah, I just take a super long shower, and I just sit with the water on me, and I just have this, I have this special, I have to wash my shampoo with whatever colored hair I have. So, you know, Season three, I was just washing it with red shampoo all the time. So it stained in my shower horribly, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I just sit under, and I'm just, like, really trying to work out all the product and everything. And it, it, it really does take a while. <laughs> we should have done this in the video. Question. I've never had that question before. We should have done this in the video, guys. He's, like, rubbing his hands through his hair, just giving us, <laughs> giving us the process. Oh, yeah. Okay, It's Maul says, which was the hardest and most physically challenging fight scene to film, and why do you think that? I'd say season two, I forget the episode, but it's the episode where we're at Coyote Creek, and we're playing a game where you have to take everyone's headbands. Yeah. I'd say that was the hardest, just because we were in the forest, and it was absolutely freezing. It was like 28, 34 degrees, like somewhere in that range, and I think I was in like a long sleeve or like a light jacket or something, and but it was so cold, and the it was like mud on the ground. The ground was like kind of like a slightly compacted mud with a ton of wet leaves on top of it. It was so slippery. And the choreography wasn't – it was difficult, but it it wasn't super, super hard. But just all of the exterior factors, all of the other elements just made it really, really difficult. I remember our the particular fight scene where it's me and Sholo. You know, we're at the top of the hill and we're the last two standing – that was re- there were a couple moments that were really hard to do. Like Shola had this sweep that he had to do, but the ground was so unstable that it was just so hard to get. And I had this kick where I had to jump off this tree and kick, and I kept slipping off the tree and slamming against it. <laughs> that was de- that was definitely the hardest the hardest one for sure. Mallory Evans says, "If you oh I like this question. If Ooh. you could create your own karate move, what would it involve and what would you call it?" Oh dang, um, Mallory, bring in the heat. Yeah, dang. I would probably do one where I love throwing elbows. That's my favorite. Just oh, throwing bows. Throwing they're bows. The, they're the most brutal. I mean, they just cut people open. Oh, my gosh. 
Anyway, I would definitely do something where I think I would run up to them and do like a side flip and coming out of it, just obliterate their face with an elbow. I think that's what it would be. But what we call it? Okay, I think we would call it... You know what? I, I don't know why. I just think this sounds good. The Tornado of Doom. I think that's, I think that's what it's got to be. You know, it's very comic book-esque. You look at that as an eight-year-old, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I could handle the Tornado of Doom. And then you catch an elbow to the face, and you're right. Uh, you could not handle it. Emma Carver, if you could be any other character, who would you be? Oh, I would probably pick Robbie or Crease. <laughs> I know they're very different, but I have reasons for it. I think Robbie would be fun to play, like, you know, the moody bad boy of the show. <laughs> um, you know, the misunderstood. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that would be kind of fun. Uh, just because he gets to film with almost everyone, is I think yeah. the reason why. Like, he gets to film with Marty, Billy, um, all the kids, and Ralph. Uh, I, think, I think that would be cool. Um, and then I want to play Kreese just because I think it's really fun playing a villain, and he has a lot of really fun lines that I would come to. He has a lot of cool moments. He's amazing. Like, every time he comes on the screen, it's so funny. And I, I'll never forget, like, when he came on for the first time on yeah. when you guys were on YouTube Red and we weren't expecting it. We were like, Wah! We were, like, freaking yeah. out. I remember, I remember that day they were like, no one can take pictures. Put your phones in this box. Like, yeah. no one can know that he's going to be on. It's crazy, too, because he's, like, in his 70s, but he's still, like, such a badass. Like, he still does stuff, and you're like, what is happening? Him he, and Ralph, he, what are their, he what does their a, secrets? He does a good portion of his fights. Like, he actually will be in the dojo training, and that guy, that guy's a tank. He's, he's definitely got a very... Very sound of mind and body. I mean, I don't know what that guy has done all these years to keep that up, but whatever it is, I want his routine. Dude T19 says, do people hate on you in real life for your character? Uh, every once in a while, yeah. Every once in a while, I get someone who can't really differentiate a show from, the, you know, facts from fiction. Uh, they'll be like, why'd you do that? Why'd you break his arm, man? Not cool, not cool. And why'd you be like people yelling at me? Uh, but I've only had to knock out, like, one or two people before, so... <laughs> Usually not that bad. Harrison Lander says, did you get to use any weapons like nunchucks when filming? If so, how did it go? Yeah, I actually impaled Shola with a sword um, like the first week of filming. I just impaled him to a wall. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I, no, I, I, didn't get to use any, uh, I didn't get to use any weapons. There was talk at one point, I think, of me starting to eat. Oh, what was it? Like scythes or, some, or a sigh or something? But um, I, I, I don't know. I think they... They wanted to save the weapons for the girls. Becca Finnegan, how do you think Hawk will cope now being on the good side? Do you think Eli's going to creep back through? There's a lot that could happen, honestly. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, I think Dimitri Gianni is in his corner, but he he wronged a lot of people. You know, he's been fighting these Miyagi-Do kids for a really long time. <laughs> so I think there's going to be a lot of animosity there and a lot of... He burned a lot of bridges, so there's going to be a lot of building to be done. I think a little bit of Eli will probably come out just because uh, Hawk or the, the Dark... Whenever he had the Red Mohawk, we would always, always call that, you know, like the Red Hulk, like the Dark Hawk moment. <laughs> like that's, that's Doom Hawk. So I think uh, Blue Hawk... Not the Blue Hawk itself will come back, but I think Blue Hawk energy, Blue Hawk vibes will, will start to come back, I guess. Chikindo says, do you sympathize with John Kreese at all? Do you think he deserves a second chance? It's such a tough question. Uh, I think before season three, I would say no. 
But now that we know his backstory and everything, I think he's just had so much go on in his life. You know, he's had a lot of loss. It's hard to be cutthroat and be like, no, like, F that guy. He's horrible and da-da-da when you do know the inner workings of his past. I think he could get a second chance, but in actuality, I don't know if he would actually take it. Um, but I think you should still give it to him regardless. I'm not the one that's getting beaten <laughs> up by him. You know, I, I, I'm not Daniel or, or, or Johnny, so I, they probably feel differently. OJ, spelled OJ, says, <laughs> did you have to go on any special diets or special workouts for the show? I wouldn't say it was a – my metabolism is stupid fast. I could eat cake every day <laughs> and not gain a single pound. So it was really hard for me to gain weight, and I always try to for the show just because I have so many shirtless seats. <laughs> but I honestly don't do anything that different. I just kind of eat more, you know. We do work out, you know, we'll do hit workouts and just a lot of push-ups and sit-ups and stuff like that, but honestly nothing. I know, like, Sholo does, like, juice cleanses or tries to eat super healthy before, and I, I think Tanner was, like, doing, like, a keto diet to, you know, try to get his abs all shredded or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm call, I, sorry to put you on to reveal you, Tanner, but uh, uh, no, yeah, I, I usually don't do anything. I just kind of keep trying to eat healthy, but I, I do try to eat a ton of food. Gertie wants to know, what color would you want your mohawk to be? I really like purple. I found out over quarantine that I have a couple purple shirts and jackets, and I really, I was like, you know what, I'm going to wear this again. I like this. <laughs> I like this on me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like purple. I think it'd be cool to do green, yeah. just so it would, it, we could be, like, in the Star Wars realm, you know, like, red, blue, and green, and kind of keep that. I mean, I guess purple would be, too, if Mace Windu's Miss lightsaber, but I think it'd be cool to do green. Okay, Claire M. Klein says, do you wish we could have seen more of Hawk's home life or his family? I always mess with the writers and be like, come on, man, give me a dad. Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, who is it? <laughs> Let me know. Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, that's who it's going to be. That's going to be my dad. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it'd be cool to dive more into his backstory. I mean, honestly, like, I feel like they have given me a lot of a lot of backstory, so I'm not going to push for any more. I, I absolutely love everything they've given me. Uh, but, yeah, I think it would be really cool to see more of Hawk's um, home life. I think, I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard anything or seen anything about season four. But, you know, I, who, who knows? Who knows what, what may happen? I think Ed Norton's a good call. Um, I love Edward Norton. That was have you good. seen American History X? Of course. <laughs> it's I mean, so good. <laughs> that movie didn't age well, but, man, it's a great movie. Yeah. it's. I think it's an interesting movie because, like, he's usually kind of calm, and then you see him in that role, and it's just like, damn. Yeah, that that, that movie's really good. That's, that's definitely in my, I'd say, top 15 for sure. I actually really like it. One of my favorites of him of his is uh, Primal Fear. I really like that movie. Oh yeah, I don't know why I thought you were gonna say Fight Club. Um, you know what? Actually, I would say yeah, <laughs> Fight Club is great too. I mean, yeah, actually, shoot, no, I still like Primal Fear more, but Fight Club is definitely. So I didn't write down the person that asked this question because you got more questions than anybody that we've ever had, which is crazy. We had something like seven hundred questions, and I was like, good lord, and like <laughs> a lot of them were the same question over and over again, like oh. Jake. Would you date a fan? Will you marry me? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we are not asking that. Date a fan, that's funny. But one question that they did ask a lot was, do you think that uh, Hawk and Moon are going to get back together? It's a loaded question, you know. <laughs> there, there's a lot to unpack there, honestly. I think that Moon and Hawk, I think Moon, not things that weren't shown on the show, I think she, like, got to know, like, a, a different side of, of Hawk 
that not a lot of people did, and they were, I think, in how I kind of would go about it in my head when we'd be doing scene scatters, like, that was his first love, that was her first love. And, you know, I think you always have something for your first love, and whether or not that can come to fruition with the relationship or, or not, uh, I definitely think that they will probably have you know, screen time together again. But as to them getting back together, I cannot speak on it. I cannot speak on it. So every time we wrap up an episode, we have a couple of questions that we like to ask that are just Mm -hmm. kind of like non-related to the show. I think a lot of fans like to connect, you know, with the actors or with whoever we're talking with. And I think they would like to know, like, is there anything that you're into right now, like film or music or books? Like, what would you recommend to some people since we're all, like, trapped in our houses? So I just started reading this book series called the Lacanius Trilogy Series. It's by uh, James... Islington, I think is how you say his name. Those books are really good. I'm on the second one right now. They're kind of chunky. They're like 700, 800 pages, but they're awesome. It's kind of like an epic fantasy. Those are really good. I'm really into playing guitar. I love uh, music. I'm trying to learn violin right now in my quarantine. In my downtime, I just kind of go on the violin. So I took uh, violin in the seventh grade, so I get it. Ah, there you go, you know. Yeah, and uh, I play a lot of magic. Um, I love to go rock climbing. Those are kind of like my my big interests. But do you and the cast of our jam on set? Yeah, actually. Well, I mean, not. I mean, because of COVID, like we're. I mean, I see Sholo a lot because we live together. But yeah, um, I don't really get to see a lot of the other guys unless we're filming. Um, but in prior seasons, like Tanner would come over to my house and he would bring his guitar and we jam out. And you know, Sholo plays drums and we jam out all the time. You know, and that's always super fun. He brought his keyboard out here, so I've been kind of jamming on that. He plays as well. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we, we jam out all the time. Yeah, I have like a Moog bass pedal, and um, my oh, sister, that's sick. My sister isn't here anymore, so we can't like play any instruments. So I got like this death metal one, so it can sound like when I play it, like ten people are in the room. <laughs> yeah, like a chorus pedal. <laughs> it's so stupid. You know, you you entertain yourself. And that makes me think of something. I think one of the questions that I read was like somebody saying like. Jacob, you have a beautiful voice. <laughs> I want to I wanna hear if you're going to make your own music. So I think if you ever made a song or, like, if you recorded yourself just like... There's one person out there that would, that would really want to hear it. That's funny. That's I don't know. Big. There was, like, three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one day. I did guess I should have asked this in the other order, but I always like to know... Like, as an actor, you get tons of compliments. Like, if you're successful and you're in a show that everybody loves, people are like, oh, we love you. But, like, <laughs> has there ever been a compliment that you've gotten that just really you were like, wow, like, what's a big compliment that you've gotten about being on Cobra Kai? I always really admi- appreciate the, the compliments from people who, like, train in martial arts. They always, like, people who will say, like, hey, like, your fights look really good or, you know, your form looks really good or, you know, this or this or that. Those always, uh, I really take those to heart just because we train so much and work so hard on that stuff, and everyone puts a lot of effort into it. So those are always, I, I always really appreciate those, honestly, just because it's true. Like, we, we put a lot of time and effort into making the fights look good, so those are always nice to hear. Yeah. Another question we ask is, if you've been on a lot of stuff because you've been acting forever, but, well, not forever because you're, like, 20, but, like, yeah. <laughs> but like, if there was something that you haven't been in that you want to be in, what do you think it would be? Like, would you want to be a superhero in a Marvel movie? Is there anything that you haven't played yet that you really want to play? So my actual dream job, if I could actually do my dream job, I would be a bank robber. I would be a serial bank robber, and I would be deceiving the police, and they would never be able to catch me. 
you know, and I would just rob banks willy nilly, and nobody would would be able to catch me. I would love to play a bank robber or you know a heist movie. Or, like one of my favorite movies is The Town, you know, with uh, Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner, and I would love to play a role like Jeremy Renner's role in in The Town. That's that's kind of like a, a dream role for me is, is that type of role. I was in first grade and it was back to school night and my parents, you know, came and they had, like every kid had to write a little short story and and everyone's short stories were like, oh, I went to the beach and I learned how to fly or I was an astronaut. And, you know, I was, I was like six or seven. I was like, I robbed the bank and I... <laughs> I shot the president and got away. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I'm like, what the heck is this kid on? My bank robbery, man. Same I think issue. you're going to do it. I have faith in you. If they tell me I'm going to die, I'm robbing a bank. I'm sorry, Chase. Chase Bank. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chase. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Or no, J.P. Morgan, that's the guy, right? Sorry, J.P. Do you have any projects that you're working on you want to tell fans about? I know you mentioned your voiceover roles for the new Batman. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. So I am on this podcast show it's i never know how to describe it it's like a tv show but only the sound so it's edited there's all the sound effects and everything but it's it's on a podcast um that's called black box i don't really know that's coming out it's sometime in 2021 but that'll that that, that's really awesome i had a lot of fun shooting that and then yeah also um bat wheels uh, is a new show i'm gonna be filming who's on the audio podcast with you uh, so this kid, Michael Cimino, he plays uh, Victor in the Love Victor. Uh, I think it's on Hulu, Hulu series. Um, Breck, uh, she plays Stargirl. She's the main Stargirl. Oh, yeah. That's here in Atlanta. Oh, Chosen Jacobs, he is in the It movies. And then Joe McHale is actually tied to it as well. What? Is, yeah. You so. watch Community? Yeah, I, I actually got to be in the episode in the Community where I played young Joe McHale. What? Just, yeah, yeah. I've watched just, Community like a hundred million times. I guess oh, I just no. didn't. I didn't know it was you. Yeah, I'm the kid who pisses his pants. Oh yeah, with Shirley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just watched that. Yep, that's me. That's pretty rad. <laughs> uh, and I think the most important question that Cobra Kai fans really, really, really want to know about is: Do you like Stranger Things? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was waiting for that, like the, that little science. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I love Stranger Things. Every year, the day it comes out, me and my buddy Nate, we just stay up all night and we watch the entire thing. That's kind of like our tradition. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, I love the show. Dude, I was in Stranger Things. You were? Yeah, for like a second. You can't recognize me at all. I'm in season three. I'm in episode one. When the mall lights go off, I have like this bleached hair and this braid and they put me in giant... Like mom clothes, and there's a little girl on a pony, and she's laughing, and I'm the mom with her. That's so cool. I know you're lucky to talk to me today. I know. Damn, <laughs> I've been I've been telling Keto like, yo, let me double one of the kids, bro. No, that would be rad. I was thinking about that. Like, I was talking to somebody I can't remember, and I was like, I gotta get Ralph Macchio on the podcast, but like, I don't really want to interview him for the whole thing because, like, in general, we're not a Cobra Kai podcast, so yeah. I don't want to like snatch people's interviews but yeah. I, I am like curious because you know there's that scene where like Elle and Max are like chilling on the bed and they're looking at like young Ralph Macchio when he's like yeah. 16 and I want to ask him about it and just be like how weird is how that? How do you feel? Like what? Yeah. Because <laughs> Ralph is such a like he's such a like cute sweet looking person that it's yeah. funny to see him like ladies. The chef man. The lady killer. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah he posted something that was so funny and it was like 59 and sexy or something, and I cracked yeah. up because he was like, guys, I did not come up with this tagline. <laughs> <laughs> like, this wasn't me. I didn't pick this title. 
Well, I think everyone who's a fan of yours already knows this because you have tons of followers. But if anyone wants to follow you on social media and they don't yet know how, how can they do that? Uh, I have Instagram. It's uh, the Jacob Bertrand. And I have a Twitter, but I honestly never use it. I don't even have the app. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, go for it. I hop on like once a year to post about the show when it's airing. And that's it. People are like, get a TikTok. <laughs> oh, I actually do have a TikTok. I, did, I totally forgot that I have a TikTok. Um, What's that? Uh, I don't even know my username actually. It is Jacob dot Bertrand. That is my that is my TikTok. Cool. Well, it was awesome talking to you. You're right. Yeah, so good to meet you. I know that when COVID is over, um, Hito and I are going to go to dinner. So you should come. That would be oh, fun. Oh, cool. yeah, totally. I'd totally be down for that. Whatever that is, we'll see. But um, yeah. So thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. it. I had a lot of fun. This was cool. Follow me, dude. Let's be best friends forever. And Let's then do I'll. It. And then I'll send you all those messages. Will Jacob be my, my boyfriend? And I'll be like, no. <laughs> no, nope, he, he won't be your boyfriend. <laughs> don't make me crack up where it's like, would you date a fan? I'm like, I have, like, I don't know you. Like, what do you mean? I, yeah, I think the phenomenon of, like, people like, I love you. I'm like, you could hate me in real life. Like, you can, like, I could be horrible and you would have no idea. If you're like, I love you. Guys, he spends hours building Legos. <laughs> <laughs> really want a boyfriend that's into Pokemon still, okay? Really? Is that what you want? <laughs> so, Jacob, thank you so much for being on the show today. Talking to you has been a blast. Like I said, we are best friends forever, BFS. <laughs> of course, Ash. Thank you so much for having me. Stay strange. No mercy. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange.